All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in on our uh, pre-recorded podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Revis. This is The Throne, episode 116, and today I'm joined by... Danny! <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, shit. What's going on, man? Good, man. Same old shit, different day. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel that. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the show, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the episode exactly, but I remember it was uh, about November of last year, so it's been over a year. Really? Since you did the solo no. episode. You came back Oh, yeah, with, by myself, yeah, but then I came back with Joe, too. Yeah, but I don't count that. <gasps> I mean, like, your oh, personal yeah. solo episode has been a minute. I think it's been a year, over a year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's good to have you back. Thanks, man. Episode 116. Uh, obviously, if you've heard any of Danny's podcast before, Danny and Joe, uh, you know that he is part of Macronium. You? Uh, now, obviously, this year has been <sighs> a bit stagnant for yeah. everyone and everything music-related, pretty much. Yeah. But how has Macronium dealt with uh what's been going on this shit can i ask you that yeah dude i mean the last time i'll i'll put it to you this way the last time we were all four in a room was in kryptonite in february the last time all four of us were in a room was in kryptonite um i mean not to go into detail of other people's business but like you know we had one member that had you know uh, a bunch of family staying with him so it made him like less available to you know come and come and go to do music stuff i guess um Joe, um, I guess I guess I could speak for Joe. Joe just the whole restaurant industry because Joe worked for a restaurant chain that was a little bit up and down. He's still luckily he stuck around and he's still grinding that out. Um, yeah, that was one of the <clears throat> behind like bars and stuff. Restaurants are right you yeah. know, there as like one of the worst hit industries. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact number, but I know that they kept. I, bro, I don't the number. I, I don't want to get the number wrong, but I think it's like out of ninety people or eighty people or some shit that they employed, they kept right a little bit above ten. <laughs> you know, squeakiest chair of all time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is the wor- it is on, the me, squeakiest chair of it. all time. It's still pretty squeaky, dude. <laughs> you my, can you can switch it to, for that one if you want. I, I don't just care. That I'll, one's more. As long as it doesn't bother like the audio. I don't know. But then um, and then I guess like um. You know, another another one of our members, he just kind of, like, worked on a bunch of his, like, many projects and stuff and kept him, kept his hands busy. Yeah. Um, me, myself, bro, I've just, just worked, dude. You know, luckily, like, with my job, we weren't too affected just because of the nature of what we do for work and, um, you know, picking up biohazard shit and just the nature of what I do. That's, that's, anything. that's basically what it is. I mean, we, we did. <laughs> Volume might have increased in biohazard Man, it, material. It, it, <laughs> it, it was, dude. It was a little gnarly for a little bit in the beginning yeah. until things got kind of sort of figured out. In what way? Um, I you guess, don't mind me asking. No. Like, what it was in the beginning is that one of the, because for any people that don't know, I guess, like, what I do for work, I'm a truck driver. I drive 18-wheelers. And I work for a company that moves uh, biohazard material or biohazard waste out of hospitals, you know, right. stuff to be incinerated and shit like that. And, uh, regulated medical waste is the term. Yeah. Um, that sounds, this sounds way better. I think you want to take this off. Let me see. Go ahead. I muted you. I took, I have like a micro moment. Go ahead and talk now. How about this? Better? I, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's cause I couldn't see where the center of the mic is. So I never maybe. felt like I was talking into the middle. All right. Anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, Sorry. dude. So then, um, 
when it came down to every hospital that I serviced was doing was discarding COVID material the way that they were told to. Was and, that a little weird at first, picking up like the world's pandemic material? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It was a little weird, um, but they the hospital had protocol on how to contain it within because within the containers that they're, oh shit sorry within the <laughs> containers that they're put in. So I didn't I wasn't like too. I, I wasn't too freaked out about it because right. we have our protocol on how we handle stuff because there's there's like far worse shit that we've picked up aside from COVID. You know, there's, you know, we've picked up containers of MRSA and staff and, you know, I service the labs in some of these, in all these hospitals. So what, what do people do with, with these uh, containers that are full of like diseases? They get disposed of at the plant, at the plant. The plant has a, like a sterilization process hmm. where they put it in like a, in a really massive autoclave and disinfect it so it doesn't have the potential for contamination or spreading whatever, you know, contaminants or pathogens. Yeah. <clears throat> once it becomes a, um, as far as I understand, like once it becomes sterilized and whatever bacteria or pathogens or whatever the fuck um, get run through the autoclave, the waste doesn't have the potential for infection. And I'm assuming, right, because I don't know the process completely after I just drop off my my trailer and truck. Yeah. I believe that they, um, that at that point it becomes treated like regular garbage. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's kind of creepy to think about. I think. Because I know that then after that waste management comes and then they pick them up themselves after we put it in separate containers. And then it doesn't have the containers that waste management comes and picks up doesn't have the designated designated biohazard labeling on it. Mm. So so that's why I say that. Like, I'm just assuming I could hear this thing with my inhale. It's weird. I know. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's that's how crisp. This, this audio thingy is but uh yeah of course i mean every band was um was kind of struggling i mean we couldn't really play shows it's, yeah it's hard to put out material when when you know that you can't tour it or, or promote yeah. it um, yeah it was gnarly because like and still is because you know I, I had more time to kind of like sit down and write you know more music and more songs and whatnot but fucking chair (laughs) but i mean it it seems like so weird because i feel like whatever i have written scratch tracks or demos it's like man like it's not gonna see the light of day it feels like anytime soon so they're just kind of sitting there you know yeah um yeah i feel that way about um like our album it feels um like i don't know we're working on a single i mean not necessarily like recording it but i'm working on putting it out and uh it's kind of taking longer than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the year drags on, it's like, man, yeah. is this ever really going to come out? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not being able to play shows. And I mean, us specifically, missing a certain piece of the band, I feel yeah. that's kind of fundamental. Whether it be a keyboardist or a guitarist, I think if either one was still in the band, we could play live Get away shows with it, right? and, and have a decent yeah. sound. But without either or i mean uh, as a trio that that sound i mean it, it, there's so many elements going on live yeah. that it wouldn't sound the same so i don't know um it's kind of a, a litany of different things but you have a band who does have a set lineup and they can't play shows either so yeah yeah i mean i've met up with kevin a few times just to get some like um you know like get some song ideas together and shit like that and and you know just to go over stuff and then we're still working on that fucking ep slash album slash whatever the fuck it is that like right we're, we're still we're still have the idea of releasing it so then we could just move on from that and close off that that chapter 
But um, like I said, like the pandemic kind of made it weird to get together with a bunch of dudes in a room. Right. You know, the pandemic made it weird for, you know, there's there's polarizing when people are like, fuck it, let's just, let's just get together, you know. And then other people are like, no, let's not. Let's be safe. I'm, you know, I have family that at home, like elders and shit. So you can't force like someone to do some shit that they don't want to do, you know. Yeah, um, and it's, it's hard to to come down on somebody yeah because when you it's, shouldn't when come it's down like a somebody. pandemic yeah. type situation yeah so i mean we the drive is there as far as like our our eagerness to want to do something and play shows just like everybody else but right. i think like you know the prior my priorities this year had changed just for like like a survival mode kind of deal you know because right. there was there was a point in time where, you know, I was the only one, like, making money because even my chick in your, got... In your household? In the saying? household, yeah. So, like, my mentality was not thinking about the band. My mentality was not thinking about the extracurricular activity. It was just about, you know, working, grinding it out, Trying and get getting over that hump, you know? Right. So, thankfully, thankfully, we're good, and we got out of it. But, man, it was... I, I feel like I'm thankful because I feel like I got... I, not that I had it easy, man, but like when you're sitting on your balcony, you know what I mean? And, you know, where my house is, it's not uh, where my apartment sits, like the balcony. It's my street is not a throughway street. You know, it's kind of like a dead end street. So the people that, that hang out in or, you know, live in that area, they're, it's, they're, their cars are parked there because they live there, not because, you know, they're. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a through street, you know? Right. So if you, on my side of my apartment complex, it's just the people that I know. That's, that's it. Like, there's no one else driving through. There's not people looking for parking to go somewhere. Like, it's a little isolated corner of the apartment complex. I can hear myself breathing. That's so weird. <laughs> so, um, but I think that uh, when I when I would sit on my balcony, bro, I wouldn't see people's, you know, that I wouldn't, that I knew. And like, you'd see moving vans coming and going during the pandemic you know like the the you know between march and maybe like the end of summer i saw a lot of people just starting to leave you know and i and i what do you think the reason was uh, d- dude i mean that they couldn't afford to live fuck, there anymore yeah, dude, like i i knew a lady that you know because it's like weird like in mammy lakes in my complex like everybody knows who like everybody knows each other through their pets like through their dogs so she was you know one lady was like oh you know like she had a little cocker spaniel and she was like complaining to 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 my wife about <clears throat> about oh you know like these people don't want to help and 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 shit and and me and my husband are like freelance photographers we make our money off photography so like all the events they had planned for the year like weddings quinceañeras and all this shit are canceled so yeah, they have like they have like no income right so they um she was like telling us about it and she's like oh, we just have to move out we have to go live with my parents up up north and we were just like you know shit like that like it's just i don't know but that's such a bummer, man. I mean, um, for someone, it seemed like uh, all the creative um, jobs or creative hobbies are what got hit the most or yeah. hit the hardest. Like someone like that who's making a living uh, just get, doing their art and for love photography, you know, and, and, and actually being able to make a living off of what you like to do is yeah. a fucking blessing. And then you have your whole life set up around this income um, and out of nowhere just gets yanked from you i mean what 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 do you do i don't know i don't know like i was really thankful that my job 
was kind of needed during this time, like was Same essential here. in some some way. Simple. No, I'm not saying I'm an essential worker, but it was an essential. You guys to, didn't to, go out of business. I mean, no, you didn't man. stop working. No, dude, and we, you know, we were pretty profitable during this time because of just the nature of what we do for work, you know. So right, but it got. I mean, even we had a pinch. We were in a pinch where we had to furlough a couple of drivers too, like. Again, thankful it wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy for anybody, man. It's <clears throat> but they had fucking to fucking bummer. Yeah, dude, they furloughed a few drivers and they all came back like after a week or two. It was like a weird tight month mm, that they had, okay, but they okay. came back after two or three weeks. Um That's lucky enough. Yeah. Some yeah. people don't get that lucky, man. Nah, dude. Um nah. you know, people that I was close to, man, like uh were dealing with instability, you know. Um, and it's it's crazy, uh, to think that that many people almost were uh just kind of putting a I mean, between a rock and a hard place, you know, you don't have a job. No one's really looking to hire. Uh, and then uh, people aren't really making exceptions like landlords weren't fucking no. w- just willing to be cool about it or, or whatever, no. uh, to whatever extent you think they should have been. But I think um, at the end of the day, it, it just uh, it kind of put in perspective a lot of shit. Like if you were in a job that uh, you weren't a fan of or you uh weren't making that much money and then they you, they lay you off like you're nothing and shit and yeah you, you kind of open your eyes like man i you know maybe i was staying here to, to get by but at the end of the day i was fucking miserable you know sure. like uh or some people were just at home and forced to deal with certain things that they'd been putting off you know mm-hmm. not not trying to say that it was a good thing or anything but yeah. um just open some different perspectives for different people yeah it was definitely it was definitely stressful in a lot of ways where you know like like I said, like I, for there was a certain point where I was the only one that was making, you know, like the bread at the house, you know, and thankfully, again, my wife had, you know, her little savings aside. So we were decently well off. <clears throat> but when you're struggling and shit and you're and you're trying to like you're you know, they're, they're cutting your hours because they don't want to let you go. But then they also don't want to like pay you overtime. So you're you know, if you're someone like me that makes their money off overtime, you know, overtime. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're kind of like starting to realize like, man, I'm like. I, I, I definitely became more frugal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I started sure, counting sure. I started counting pennies a little bit more since then <laughs> because before I would just be like, you know, a glutton for going out to eat and, and oh, just yeah. like wanting to like have a good time and do something. But then now I'm like, man, like, I don't know, like, is that necessary this month to do? You know what I mean? Like I, my perspectives were, I, I was, things were put into perspective in the sense that like, um, like, like I said, I just, I, I feel like I recalibrated my thought process when it came to finances you know yeah yeah i and, think uh, that was yeah. a necessary step unless you were like loaded <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, i'm really thankful because you know <clears throat> after after you know my chick got her job and shit like i was able to like um again with your help because she's like a mad like penny pincher bro like she's really <laughs> she's she's the one that like well, well, to the fucking cent and a half, bro, be like, we don't need to spend that. Like, <laughs> you know, put that in your savings kind of yeah. shit. So she was able to show me like a few of her tricks and, and whatnot. And like that helped because, I, you know, again, like I realized like, fuck, dude, like when it felt like the water was I was on my tiptoes and the water was up to my nose and shit. I was like, oh, no, like you feel the suffocating shit. And again, like I had it easy compared to a lot of people because not everybody had it. You know, there's, there's, like I said, like, um seeing people like pack up and leave because they can't afford their apartment or, or people um having to get rid of their cars because they can't afford two cars they can only afford one fuck shit like that like you hear stories like that and you're kind of like humbled because- a couple of those um people definitely overextended though 
Like when what it wasn't mean? pandemic time, they they kind of knew that oh, like they, they were, couldn't afford two cars. Like they were you living. I mean? They were living above their means. If, yeah, for sure. Because if the second, if the second that your your uh, main source of income, like if you don't have anything saved yeah. up at all, like I don't know, it kind of seems like as an adult you need some kind of backup plan. Like it 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 just kind of seems like the smart thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, dude. I mean, I I would say so. I think, well, that's one of those things that I think gets put into perspective mm-hmm. when you're someone who maybe didn't have anything saved up and now mm-hmm. you had to go through that. Fuck, man, I, I had two cars when I really could have just been saving that monthly money or whatever, lease money, whatever it was. But whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. Everyone's uh, learning from this. I mean, it's something that we, we've never fucking dealt with. I never thought no. I'd have to fucking deal with this shit. Uh, and then the we- I, I, if you want to get really conspiratorial oh, about shit, it. Oh, shit, dude. Here we go, man. All I'm saying is look into it. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, for real, though, like, this is something I've talked about with a couple of people. And not mm. everyone. Because I don't, I don't, you can't have this kind of conversation with everyone. No. You know? But, um, uh, like, the fact that... Uh, you, you fucking lay off however many percent of the country, right? I mean, right. You, you deem them non-essential, whatever you deem them, and then they can't go to work. Mm-hmm. And then you have everyone get cut a check for $1,200. Yeah, right? one check. One check, $1,200. <laughs> You're like, here's your relief. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and But the thing is that uh, probably the majority of the people that that – uh, were laid off and then got that check never once in their life received like government benefits right they had never needed from the government they always provided mm. for themselves they never had been in a situation where they needed to um uh they, they, they needed the government to provide for them but yeah. now you lay off all these people and you cut them a check and then you have them fucking like clamoring for the next one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They basically effectively shut down all local, like all small mom and pop businesses, mm-hmm. put everyone on welfare, and the only stores you can go to are Walmart, Target, Amazon, like all yeah. the biggest corporations are the only stores that are allowed to be open. Right. And everyone's depending on the government to cut them a check so that they can go eat. Huh. Isn't that kind of fucking weird? It sounds like communism. I don't know, man. No, I, <laughs> or socialism, whatever the fuck it is, man. I just, I just think it's shady, man. Because uh, one thing I've always believed is that uh, one taxation stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but two, like I, I kind of feel like they want us to be dependent on them. Yeah, they want. That's how they get our vote because then you start saying shit like, "Oh, we're gonna take away your Medicaid," or you know, mm-hmm. take away Social Security. Then like, "Oh no, they're gonna take my money." But yeah. like, it was your money to begin with. Right. You should have never been paying into this defunct that system. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Just just to get into the conspiratorial aspect no, of it. I've heard a I've heard a lot. I've heard it both ways. You know what I mean? Where every like the common thing is like, you know, let's see where COVID goes after Biden comes into office, kind of shit. You know what I mean? Let's see how that goes away. I've heard, I've heard it. Like I, that I, I, don't, I had to see it to believe it. I don't entertain. Listen, I don't entertain any kind of conspiracies, but I love hearing them. I love right. hearing people's perspective and shit. Um, but uh, I, I started to just take this whole shit like at face value. Like I said, it is what it is. It is it's what, what what's happening is what's happening. Um, whatever the side effects are, are gonna suck. You know, as far as like the small businesses and shit like that, like. Bro, motherfucking, even one of the, the, where I live by, Main Street in Miami Lakes, dude, one of the, like, 
there's been places that have shut down, like one of the the, the Chinese buffet places and shit that have been there for a little bit, or Japanese buffet, whatever the fuck closed down. The Victoria's Secret's closed down there because no one's trying to buy bras at this time. Right. Women are staying at home, bro. Like, <laughs> they, they don't need bras, dude. The yeah, bra yeah, business yeah. took a dive, you know? Damn, bro, that's a fucking weird industry <clears throat> to think about. The bra industry? Yeah. Let's talk about boobs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you, you drive around and, and you see these places that used to be, you know, were established locations. And now, you know, they're not fucking boarded up. Yeah, Cl- man. Grand like, closing. Yeah. You look at the window and it's just like empty racks and shit, <laughs> like fucking naked mannequins. Yeah. And then um, but then, you know, a Walmart's bustling and a Publix is bustling and like these bigger places are bustling. Because um, you can't get COVID out of Target or a Walmart or nah, a Publix. Bro. Dude, the, listen, they pumped. The vaccine existed already, and they were pumping it through the fucking air vents over there, bro. You didn't know that? <laughs> nah, I didn't know yeah, that. Well, I gotta look into it. They gotta look into it, bro. That's what they're doing. They're doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, but the, like, shit, like, it, okay, like, uh, I, I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of, like, COVID regulation, man. That's the reason that we're fucked. That's I, the reason we can't play nowhere. You know, you know what? what's annoying is a lot of the... The weird, um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the contradictions. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like they, like okay for <clears throat> they say like you know um, I know early on it was like every all the playgrounds are shut down. You can't be in a playground. But then they talk about how vitamin D is like one of the the common like lack of vitamin D is what one of the common things that they're seeing in people that get it really severely. Lack of sunlight, basically. Vitamin D, bro. I think that I can't remember exactly where I heard this. Um, I think it was on a podcast, but I can't remember exactly how it was worded. But that vitamin D helps a lot with regulating hormones and just like the overall. That's what you get from getting sunlight, right? Being out in the sun. Yeah, dude. So then they're telling you like, you know, don't be in a playground. Then they're like shutting down the beach. Like, don't go to the beach. But motherfucker, like I can't remember the last time I went to the beach and wanted to be anywhere anywhere less than six feet away from somebody else if a beach is too crowded i'm not going dude you know or like how am i allowed to go stand in line for groceries but not allowed to be outside at a fucking beach where it's windy as fuck yeah dude i'm just sunny as hell it's weird shit outside in the air like yeah come on bro it's weird shit and i'm not like one of those like anti-maskers you know what i mean like right i'll wear a mask wear a mask bro you know as annoying as it is wear a mask you know um but it feels a little um like I know this is played out, but like Orwellian, you know? Like yeah. you must wear a mask to get in store, you know? And I yeah. get it. Like I wear a mask, obviously I wouldn't be able to do sure. anything. Um but it does feel a little bit tribal. Like it doesn't oh, feel yeah. like people are doing it like for the like the the overall well being of the population. It kind of feels like uh, kind of, I don't know. It's weird to say that it's virtue signaling, but it kind of feels like it a bit. Sure, you got the the the, the mask carries, like, bro. Yeah, the people <laughs> that harass other people in public yeah. about their mask, like being under their nose. Like, okay, mm-hmm. dude, we understand that. I might look at someone for a couple seconds and hope that they realize like, it, but I'm not gonna fucking yo yo like try to fight somebody because they don't have like their mask on or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah, I see. I see shit like that all the time, where they have it pulled down, you know, yeah. or they have it under their chin, like under around their bottom lip. Bro, I just get mad because I'm like, fuck, I have to follow the rules. Why don't they? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? no That's really, call- no one's calling them out. You know? Yeah, That's like I, you reason. feel like if the moment you, the moment that mask slipped yeah. down your nose, someone would call you out. Yeah, but, but then like no one's around. telling this motherfucker, no one's telling him shit. You know. Yeah. But then, yeah. I, but then I'm the same kind of guy that laughs at people wearing that shit in their car. 
Oh, no, you of know, course, bro. Shit. What kind of fucking idiot? Dude, you got your windows rolled up. You're the only one in the car, and you're there fully masked up like you're about to go into surgery. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, shut the... Like, come on, bro. That is the silliest shit to me yeah. ever. I mean, it, it's it's it has its extremes. You know what I mean? But, dude, I, I mean, it, it as annoying as it is, bro, I get the bigger picture. I, I get it, you know? Not everyone's... Not everyone has... Like, for example, like my grandfather, he got COVID at the assistant living home he was um, he was staying at. Yeah. And they pulled him. He was on a ventilator, which is to mo- the majority of people, from what I understand, it's a death sentence. Right. Yeah, and then, and then the same thing. a week later, they pulled him off the ventilator because he was breathing by himself. Like, he turned around somehow. An 85-year-old man. That's wild. You know, but then one of our coworkers, he got COVID from whatever the places that we service, you know, a medical... Uh, medical office or he maybe he went to a hospital to go service it and he got covid the motherfucker's been out for a, like almost two months and even now he's walking around with an oxygen tank because he can't walk without assistance and he's in his 40s bro like 42 43 so like what is that like you know what i mean like that's what weirds me out the most of all of it is that it affects this, everyone despite yeah right? dude despite whatever the fuck like people think about masks or regulation or everything it's like it's how weird it treats people like how it affects people it's like just so differently <clears throat> so like i mean all you really can do is do the best you can to keep yourself healthy but at the end of the day bro like this cat that, that got it at my job um he the, the 45 year the 40 year old dude that i was just talking about he he's a healthy cat he has no vices. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He wow. he eats healthy as fuck because his wife, I think, works also like for like a doctor's office or like some dietitian shit. So she keeps him like pretty well, like balanced and, and nourished. But he ended up getting it to where he has to like, yeah, like if you talk to him on the phone from what I was told, because I haven't called him. Uh, like, I feel bad. Like, just being like, hope you get better or trying to call him. Yeah. But you hear him like laboriously like, oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, just here, you know. I and hard good, to breathe. Like, yeah, like, like that kid like, from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Hi, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Stevie. Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I don't know, man. I think that like uh, the sooner that you know. I don't want. I'm not like. I'm very curious to see where this vaccine shit goes. Or how how willing are you to take it? Man, I'm hesitant as fuck I'm to super take hesitant. it. I'm super hesitant because... And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have all my, my vaccinations yeah. up to date. I'm good to go. I take my dog and everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but this one, not even the time that it took to get from... If you have the whole world working on some shit, I would hope it takes about how long it took. You I know would what feel I mean? that like way, The right? entire fucking world was working on a vaccine, you know? Mm-hmm. It's different when yeah, it's a very specific disease. Maybe one country's working mm-hmm. on it. One country's kind of has it on the back burner. Yeah. Not everyone in the fucking world. If you were a scientist worth your salt in the vaccination shit, you were working on this vaccine, yeah. right? So that, that doesn't sketch me out. It's just that, like, I already don't have it. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna inject myself with a version of it, like yeah. version 1.0 or well, whatever. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily like. Um, There's not what vaccines are. You inject yourself well, with like a one, small dosage. From, of it? from what I understand is that this one doesn't have mm. anything to do with. I, I don't. Weird. <laughs> I don't think this one has like the virus in it. This and is the, the one vaccine that does it. Has, huh? No, dude, it has something to do with like RNA or some shit where it tricks RFID. The they're cell. lying to you. RFID what? chips. I don't know, bro. I'm you not, don't know I'm, about RFID I, chips? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the vaccine. 
Mark of the Beast. You know that somebody told me that shit? Mark of the Beast, I man. caught I caught a dude when I was doing my route. You caught him? Like, I caught jerking like, off or something? No. No, no. I caught, caught him in the I caught act. A, there's a dude that I see on a regular basis. He's one of the, the contractors at one of the hospitals that I service. And he he's always telling me like some conspiracy shit. <laughs> so then he catches me like a couple days ago and he goes, Danny, Danny. Hey, man, I'm working on this machine that creates power and it's solid state. And it's amazing. No moving parts. And it could charge a Tesla in 30 minutes. Fully charged. I'm like, what the fuck? Cool, bro. Like, thanks. He goes, I'll give you the book so you can read it. So you can build one for yourself. Like some shit like that. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. And then he tells me, um, he goes, oh, hey, uh, what, what do you know about that vaccine? I go, oh, I don't know, dude. I'm just, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the heat. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to get out of here. And he's, yeah. he wants to feed me some like. You know, uh, do you remember what he said? I'm curious. No, nah, he you was just saying just the same shit. That. He goes, he, the same shit about the mark of the beast. He goes, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna put the chip, and, and and you know, it's called angel, angel, whatever the fuck, angel hair or some shit, and and it's gonna be in there, bro, and they're gonna be able to trace you. I, and I'm and I'm thinking like, dog, like you have a cell phone and you got a you got a smartwatch, and they're already fucking following you around, dog. Like, oh shit. Like, you know, I mean, I get it. It's gnarly, and it, like you know, people want to think all these crazy shit, but I'm more concerned about. You know, like the the, the, the long term effects, bro. Like, you know, was it the the Tuskegee experiments that they did? Where they like, bro, I'm not familiar. With I'm gonna those get what it. I'm gonna butcher this so bad. Do so someone, it, someone, it, so much. Of me. It. But it was it was back in the day when they did it. They they basically were, bro. Okay, I'm gonna fuck this up, but I'm just gonna say it, right? Yeah, yeah. I know I'm somewhere accurately in the ballpark, uh -huh. sort of. Just don't say the N word. No, I'm not gonna say the N word. <laughs> oh, that's Joe. Sorry. That's Joe. That's Joe. That's, that's not, I'm not here. Uh, but um, but I think what with it, what it was with the with the Tuskegee experiments was that they were I think the whole cover or the whole idea was that they were trying to test vaccines on African Americans, right? On Black Americans, but what they were actually doing was injecting them with syphilis, the syphilis virus. What the fuck? I want to say that's what it was that happened it was it's disclosed yeah that happened yep. what's it what's it would you say it's called the tuskegee i mean no, you, you, I can look, look you can look it up right up. look it up right yeah. now dude it's uh, it's the tuskegee experiment or some shit like that but that's what they were doing is that they, they were they were injecting them with 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 an actual fucking virus like with syphilis and shit it's public, some okay okay in 1932 the public health service working with the Tuskegee Institute began a study to record the natural history of syphilis in hopes to, of justifying programs for blacks. It mm -hmm. was called a Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male. <clears throat> what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Yo, that is some weird shit. Yeah, so when you hear shit like that, and, and I mean, I'm not saying that this is the same shit, but I'm weary, bro. You know, and then I found out that people like in um, it was I think an it was unethical clinical study conducted between 1932 and 1972. Dog, this shit went on for four decades. Yeah, two world wars. Yeah, they yeah. were like still testing they this were, shit. Yeah, dude. What the? F How have I never heard about this? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. A total mm -hmm. of 600 impoverished African-American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. Of these men, 399 had latent syphilis. I, it just lays dormant in people? I guess. I don't know, bro. Damn, I've never had, I've never dealt with syphilis before, bro. As an incentive for participation in the study, the men were promised free medical care, but were deceived by the PHS, who never informed the subjects 
of their diagnosis and disguise placebos, ineffective methods, and diagnostic procedures as treatment just to let it fester in them, basically? That's uh, fucked. Yeah. yeah, dude. And syphilis was a motherfucker, bro. Like it, They were told the study was only going to last. I'm sorry. I just This is nuts. Every, uh, you, everything you, I read gets crazy. You're, you're discovering this shit for, for, for the first time. They dude. were initially told the study was going to be six months, and it ended up being 40 years. Yeah. What? The, how did you hear about this? I mean, because definitely not history class. Joe Rogan. Ro- for real? <laughs> From Rogan's podcast. Yeah, dude. Wow, Yeah, dude. that Rogan's podcast. I and can't that, and believe that shit. What the fuck? There's a really cool uh, YouTube uh, channel that I like. And uh, I think it's, I forget what it's called, but they have like, they get, they get like uh, things in history yeah. and they basically animate them. And they're like, you know, really simple, like little animations, mm-hmm. but they give you like the facts of what they did. And they're like easily digestible, bro. They're like ten minutes long, like drunken history type stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of. But okay. they, you know, like they'll have like, uh, uh, like what happened in Chernobyl, and it'll be like animated, really cute, you know. And then they, but they give you like the facts, like they, they, they're not bullshitting you. They don't uh, bubble wrap anything. Everything right. is very, uh, everything is very nice. like, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? <laughs> <laughs> everything everything is very factual but you know it's animated you know uh but they talked about the the, the tuskegee 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 uh experiments that Man. shit was fucking that no that is some gnarly shit. shit i can't believe i never heard of that um just goes to show you uh, that sometimes the government lies to your face yeah. i mean i I've, I've heard of people who like kind of like live their lives doing those uh, experimental drug tests mm-hmm. um, where like they get paid a couple thousand bucks to take these drugs and do like or do a sleep study and yeah and I, like I have that. a I have an uh, an idiot friend of mine he's not gonna listen but he knows who he is he has an <laughs> idiot friend of mine who took uh he he did this recently he doesn't know if it was a trial for the COVID vaccine but he took they injected it with something. For a couple couple grand or some shit, like not a, not a whole lot of grand, but a couple, some two thousand uh-huh. dollars or some shit, uh-huh. and they injected him with some garbage. I don't even know if I should be talking about this. And what happened to him? Nothing. He got really fucking sick for like, like a week. Like oh. he thought he had COVID, and I don't think he. I don't know if he knew what he was getting shot up for, or I don't even know if he just lied to us and didn't tell us what he was getting shot up for. But the dude was sick as fuck for like about a week. Oh, and you, and you it, think it was a shot? I don't know, dude. I don't know. But I know that he came to my house and then confessed. Like, the reason I was sick was because like, I was doing a medical study. I go, what the, What do you mean? And he's like, they shot me up with something. I had to take rounds. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Yo. And he was like, yeah, just, you know, I go, for what, bro? I go, you're not hurting for money or anything like that. He goes, yeah, but, you know, I just want extra cash or some shit. I was like, all right. You know, but he said he felt fine afterwards. He just, you know, felt like shit for a little bit. Huh. But the, the thing about the COVID vaccine, from what Shout I understand, is that <laughs> yeah, the thing about the COVID vaccine is that it's not, um, it's not like a flu where it like gives you a little bit and then your body reacts to it that little bit. It has something to do where it something to do with the RNA or some shit where it feeds these proteins so that your body gets like, I guess, figures out how. Almost like it gives your body the blueprint on how to fight 
the the COVID vaccine as opposed to it. That sounds like a fucking movie, bro. I don't need <laughs> some fucking Osmosis Jones <laughs> yeah, ass fucking. That's what that's what I Come think on, bro. it the is. Blueprints bro. to this sounds like a liberal propaganda. <laughs> You know, it, 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 as I'm explaining Sounds it. Sounds like Bill Nye the science guy. It gives your body the blueprint to find off the infection. <laughs> Dino DNA. Like what Jesus Christ. What it seems like. It seems Sorry like. Sorry about that. It's a dog. It seems like. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like there's a lot of uncertainty and then there's a lot of um, opinions. And, and it seems like no, no matter what. You know, like if 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 it's like me, right? If I'm like, oh no, like I, I'm I'm curious to see like what happens long term, like what happens to the, like I have a friend of mine that got it, you know, uh, got vaccinated today because they work at Jackson. And Jackson Memorial. Jackson Memorial, yeah, and he got vaccinated. and They gave the first couple rounds out there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up a couple of times. Like, how do you feel, bro? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when I found out uh, earlier this week or late last week that there were reports about the the vaccine causing Bell's palsy and shit. Like, bro, I don't want to get no Bell's palsy, bro. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. that. That shit's fucking... I don't know, bro. That shit's fucking odd, dude. That looked like Two-Face. Yeah, with the droopy little fucking face, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's very creepy. It's weird. Look, can you imagine they're just like hovering over your bed with that half face? <sighs> holding a knife? <laughs> just holding a knife? Just, huh? just one face is like completely and the light, emotionless. The, the lightning flashes and you see the, the dead face, you know, like the dead <laughs> side of the face. Dude, I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> I'm not sleeping tonight. Yo, so let me ask you this, bro. Go for Going it. back to the music shit, how long do you yes. think before we're back to normal in that regard? We're playing shows every weekend and, and you know I what I mean? I don't Moshing. know. I don't know, man. Is that is that part of the culture dead now? No, 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 no. I don't think it's dead. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I would say that, you know, as long as there's people like you and myself and like everybody that we have, of that we've <clears throat> associated ourselves with, you know, uh, in the music scene, as long as people like that exist, bro, there's gonna be like a drive to play shows. And you know, like what what they were doing at Churchill's a couple of times, where they were they were putting shows up in the parking lot. You they know what done I mean? that. They did that a few times. I didn't hear. But about I don't that. think it was necessarily like a Churchill's thing. Oh. I think it was organized by someone else. We got asked to play it. Oh. Um, we we they were like, oh, we need a band for like a Sunday night. A Sunday. And, yeah. Night. And I'm like, I told Joe, I was like, bro. We haven't been in the room. None of us have practiced together since Kryptonite. That's that like is, I'm not that is nuts. like I'm not. Dude, we're not gonna play a show last minute, you know. To uh, how on a, hard on a Sunday? How how much preparation do you think you would need? Me right personally, now for a show? no, no, no. The whole band. Like if you had oh, to, well, if someone was like, "Yo, we got a gig at Revolution, two weeks." Oh, we're gonna nail it in two practices. I feel like I'm confident in in our band. I know Joe knows our songs. I know I know our songs, and I know Kevin knows our songs, because you know Kevin's been with us longer than Lucha has, and Lucha's only played like two shows with us. So but I feel like if we run through our set once or twice, you you guys were uh, were a band that uh, a lot of the people that frequented shows like remembered your guys' songs, like to yeah. a T. Like people remembered the words, and people remembered all that. It, it are are you? Um, a little excited to move on from these songs or, or yeah, dude, how I've, long how long do you feel like you, you're gonna stick to that material before you guys decide to because you, you wrote that material I mean before you were even in the band yeah. you know it's a whole different band now mm -hmm. how how long until you guys start uh, like when you when we do finally kick back you think you're gonna have a whole new set do you think yeah dude 
Like, I what's mean, we're gonna not, be the plan. We're not gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get rid of. You don't have to everything. stop playing a song forever, yeah. but no, I'm no, saying no, no, like, no. even like as you know, what we did, we had like set A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and then we D would be two of the sets like mixed up together, cool. you know. But yeah. you know what I mean, stuff like that, like where we would, if we were playing a show Friday night and Saturday night, we would play two different sets because yeah. yo, it gets boring what, playing what the it, same you know fucking what it, songs. What the the best example of that would be when we played Renee's um, for Eros One's video release party. Yeah. There was about three new songs in that set. And our songs are short. I don't like writing big, long songs. Oh, such all, a dope all, night. It was. All our songs are like two and a half minutes long, two minutes long. Somewhere between two and three minutes long. And um, I remember that night we we, we put, <laughs> we played we played one song, which was, uh, it was called Christian Mingle Rapist. We played that one. I know that song now, so yeah. that's a regular now. It, it Yeah, it was a regular. Um, we stopped playing it when for some reason. Um, oh, I like that song. It was fun. But uh, we we stopped. Uh, we, we wrote Christian Mingle Rapist the day before. The, the Was it a couple of days before or the last practice before we were going to play at Renee's? It was just by happenstance. It just happened. Huh. We're like, yo, we should play this fucking shit this weekend. I mean, if we fuck it up, we, we have the we, we have the wherewithal to know that. Like, to acknowledge the fact that we just wrote this shit like in one night and we're playing it the next show. And uh, <clears throat> so, but yeah, that, that night at Renee's, we played like three new songs. You know what I mean? Wow. And then we did it. That's when the, the first show that we played without a second guitar player, you know? And uh, when I was just the only guitar player and yeah. it was, it was cool, you know? And, and I think it'll be like that where little by little you introduce new songs to the set you know, and then before you know it, the the new songs you introduced become, I guess, become favorites and right. become more recognizable. And then by that time, you introduced a couple more songs, and you're just, you know, it's like a a conveyor belt of 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 songs that just constantly, you know, rotate, rotate. And then you know, every once in a while, throw an old one, throw like OBE or throw Masochist or some shit in there. You know. Yeah, it was always fun to have that. Like, mm-hmm. and and you'd be surprised. Um, who likes what song like there were songs that i didn't like playing anymore that like yeah. matt matt uh, from god right he came up to me one day and he's like yo are you guys gonna play live by the fire i fucking love that song I was like, <laughs> Fuck, dude that was like the first or second you know song i ever mm-hmm. learned like i hate playing it now you know well, it's like uh when you guys released your your album i remember i went to uh who um the ep the last setback one. ep the last one you guys put the out the oni face and shit mm-hmm. yeah. and i remember i went to i think vince was there and then um i always get his fucking not brian dave uh, dave shout out to dave no not dave the, the your singer oh alex alex yeah and alex was there and alex was like oh what'd you think or some shit and i was like it was at churchill's and i go bro i fucking love it he's like which one's your favorite i go november uh yeah and he and then vince goes what like, <laughs> I, was like yeah, what? I was like yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really like that i one. was super surprised at that too that's that what was they the said. weirdest fucking song yeah, to they, me. Were, they were like really i go i go yeah I, that's the one that like when it was when i was playing you know you put it on you know i you was doing my route driving around <clears throat> and then that's the that's the one that made me grab the phone and go what song is this you know what i mean like what is this because i wanted it to, sounds so off right? yeah i was like what is this november fuck yeah dude cool yeah it's so, so office i i think it's like five six or five seven some weird i think five six i don't know I'm, I'm gonna be way off uh so i'm not even gonna pretend like i remember the time signature but uh i remember recording that song was such a pain in the butt the vocals yeah. everything um and i was like shit alex i mean 
this is your thing, so you know <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the song but after after you told me you really liked it it kind of made me go back and listen to it and mm-hmm. I definitely found more elements of the song that I enjoy yeah. now um and I same thing with live by the fire you know mm-hmm. it was like after I knew that Matt liked the song like if I yeah. if I knew Matt was gonna be there I was like yo we should play live by the fire L- look I got I got there's two songs in our set that are like that um one of them is inside yeah, which is oh, it, that song is bad. Which is in a very, it's the longest song we have. It clocks in at like four minutes or some <laughs> shit like that. And uh, that one, that one's cool because it's the only song we have that's in three fourths. Yeah. You know, it's got like that, that swing. waltzy swing to it. Yeah. You know, bam, 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 bam. You know, like this ebb and like ebb and flow, whatever the term might be. But um, that one was cool. That one at first, I'm like, eh, it's it's so weird to my ear to go from these really simple songs. I think our songs are simple, but all these simple songs that are all in like four, four. And then this one that comes in at three, four. And it was, to me, it was weird, but then it, you know, it resolves in the chorus and the pre-chorus because it goes back to four, four, you know? Um, but I remember Lou, um, Mijo, as we call him from, it was one fame. Yeah. Um, he told me, he's like, ah, he's like, I like that song. And then maybe I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, that one. And he's like, yeah, dude, that one's a good one. And it made me kind of like appreciate it more because someone else appreciated it. Yeah. You know, and then little by little, I started realizing like the fun nuances of it, you know. And then in contrast, I mean, that song has like is cool in the in the way because it's, again, with the lineup that we have now, what everybody else has contributed to that song makes it really enjoyable. And it, and, and it changes too. Like even though it's the same shit, there's so many like colorful parts to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, in contrast to that song that has that seems kind of busy with the time signatures changing within the song, yeah, I f- like you take the the fucking it, it's the yin to its yang is kill yourself, which is wh- I hated that song. Why I hated it because it was too easy or something. Uh, sort of, dude. Okay, so the way that song came together. I remember it was at the, uh, I don't, I mean, are we allowed to say the gate? the gate? Are we allowed to say the gate? They don't know what it is. We know what it is. In we our know hearts. what it is. Shout out to Mike McSween, the McSween family. Shout out to everybody, bro. And uh, shout out to Jeff, the sound guy. <laughs> shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to O'Malley. I still haven't had that dude. No, fuck O'Malley's. They you, fucking you really sold gotta get out. That, you got to get that guy out, they bro. They sold out, man. They sold it. You know, the he owners used to play, he used sold to, it. To he them. used to play in a, in, a, in a band called Simple Kill. Back at Jeff Martin or Jeff, oh, that's Jeff, his last name. Jeff. Jeff. Oh, I thought you meant the people who bought. No, O'Malley's. no, no, no. It's kind of funny because I remember, like, I met Jeff when we went when we played at O'Malley's. Yeah. And then I was he always yeah. seemed familiar to me. And then you know you spot a guy on Facebook and I'm like, oh look, Jeff. So I was like, you know, kind of like low key before I, I stalking him a little bit. Added him. I stalked him like and you know trying to see like the shows and the events that he's put on and shit just out of curiosity and I saw him like that's why he looks familiar. He played in a band in like the early 2000s called Simple Kill. Pretty fucking cool band, you know. You like had seen them live or I had I had their EP, like one of their little like demo things that I got. Holy shit. Like, yeah, and and they were on the cover of like a local magazine or some shit and I remember I picked it up and I think it had some music on it i can't remember it's been years but i remember that's how that's why he looked familiar was because i used to have that magazine with him and his band in the cover 
And I remember like when I went back to Omanas when we played again, I asked him, I go, dude, I, this is where I know you from, this band, whatever. And he goes, oh man, that was so long ago. And then he had a, a, a studio called Simple Kill Studios that he, I guess, was like his own little recording th- gig. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that's fucking crazy. But Jeff will be a, a really cool guest if you ever get him on. I've been dying to get, he's always said he's down, man. It's just, he's hard to kind of pin down. I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I feel like... Uh, like he's he's definitely always been cool, but I, I kind of feel like he knows me, like he knows my face, but he probably wouldn't be able to tell you my name. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not that close to him. Like he mm. knows me and my band. Like he always fucks with our set and stuff mm. like that. But um, I wouldn't like know him on like a I don't I wouldn't say I know him on like a personal basis. Right. Well, I remember I remember the first time we played O'Malley's. Well, the first time I played O'Malley's with Macronium. Um, he was walking around with his iPad and he's checking all the sound and shit. Is enough bass? You got enough bass, man? Yeah, he's like, he's like, you, you hear enough? You, you feel good? And I go, and I'm like, and then I remember I looked at Joe. I go, Joe, I got a monitor, bro. <laughs> Fucking monitor, dude. I can hear myself. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's O'Malley's. And I'm like, it's a monitor. Like I couldn't get over that. I the, the monitor the was there. Like that was, that was one of like the, the that was like the the most professional feel. Of a, of a of of a of a show that I'd ever played, just because monitors. Everybody has their own monitor, and everybody has like, do you want more guitar? Do you want more vocals? Like, what do you want? Like, you can ask him what you want to hear more of, and that was. I'm like, I don't know. Just give me a little bit of everything. Like, I don't know. You know. Did I remember <clears throat> the the moment that hit me the most? I mean, obviously, but uh, when when we were setting up the drums at Revolution, that must be that God, amazing. He was like he was like, try the kick. You just hear the whole stadium, like dude. Every fucking monitor in there just the whole place shaking. I was like, oh my god! It's like, and you that was it was a mic not triggered, right? No, it was mic. That's cool, man. Oh my god, it was so loud. Um, I I was. It made me so nervous. I was like, I cannot fuck up any bass hit at all. If there's even one fucked up bass hit, the parking lot's gonna fucking know I Mm. fucked up. You know, people in line are gonna know. Ooh, ooh, they're gonna feel that. Oh wait, that oh that was off. Like (laughs) that's the one thing that even people who are not musicians in the slightest can tell when the drums are off. Yeah, you know, like wait, I can't clap to this. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, everybody knows how to stomp their foot. Everybody (laughs) knows how to keep for the most part a rhythm. So, but. Totally, that first moment at O'Malley's too, and he was like, "Do you you, want, do you need more guitar?" I was like, "Actually, I do." <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! But to get back to the gate, right? Yeah, I completely forgot. How did we get off on this tangent? That's how it happens. All right. So, like, okay. So at the gate, right? The Macronium used to play. Uh, used to practice at the gate. Like that used to be like our practice spot. Oh. And then for a little bit, thanks to the McSweens. And then um, we were practicing one day and I had this idea for the song, at least how I wanted it to come in. This is when we had Jay in the band and as a second guitar player. And I had this idea of kind of like, you know, like dun, 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 dun. Then the other guitar, dun, 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 dun. Then both, dun, 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 dun. You know, kind of like a stereo effect live because that would be, that would display the tightness of a band. You know, when you guys can play and then everybody comes in together and it sounds like colossal. And I remember all I had was just that idea. And we were all like, you know, like jamming out. And he's like, you know, Kevin was like, our old Kevin was like, hey, why don't you, you know, let's try that idea that you showed me the other day, whatever. And so I tried it. Bro, we fought with it for like a couple hours in between three different practices. Fought with it? Fought with it because like, we couldn't figure out what to do with it after. Like, okay, then what? We just keep going? Because in my head, I'm like, 
it was too simple. Like, like in my head, I'm like, there needs to be something else there. Oh, you're talking about for kill yourself. Yeah, for the okay, song, okay, right? Okay, that, okay. That's sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about for kill yourself. And and I'm like, uh, and then Joseph's like, well, yeah, I'll just sing over it, and then the, that that will be the change. And I'm like, bro, but I'm you're just sitting. I'm just sitting there doing the same like palm muting shit. And Joe's like, and then Kevin's like, well, let's just try it. And it, we got so frustrated because that's the one song that everybody collaborated on, but everybody was so mad because ideas weren't coming through. You know, you would leave practice feeling like you had produced nothing of value. Right. You know, because you guys fought. Not fought, but like you guys, I don't like the way that sounds. Oh, that sounds like too abrupt or that's too much. It's too little. Did I, did I ever show you um the single that we we're planning on releasing? Mm-mm. I no. haven't shown you that? No, no, no. Okay, so I'll do that after the Fuck after yeah. we're done recording. That's Perfect. gonna be cool. And then, um, no, sorry to interrupt, but it's no. funny because uh, the first song that we ended up collaborating all as a band together uh, was is on the album too, and um, it ended up being like uh, I think one of Alex's favorite songs. Um, oh wow! And it was cool, man, because when I got to the band, they had already so much material ready to go. They mm-hmm. had the first EP with "Live by the Fire" and "Goodbye for Now" and "Ice" and all those songs like ready to go. And done. And they wanted me to learn that. And then when the after the EP, they already had demos for the album that we recorded and shit wow. done. So that was that had the Shepherd, that had Dreamer. Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, a minor setback. Shepherd's uh, another one that I really like. Shepherd is dope as hell, dude. I remember, so, and, and when, when um, I, I always uh, when I first got the China, I was like, I got it for the Shepherd <laughs> to do that fucking part at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh. I, the soon as soon as I hit that fucking China, I was like, "This song's gonna be way better, dude." Cause I, I like Shepard. Before I was doing it on just regular crashes, I'm like, "Man, I need a Not China for this fucking song." Um, so they had already had songs like "Down the Pipe," ready to go, that their other drummer just couldn't learn. They just needed me to come in and learn it and be about my shit. Right. Um, so that was the first song that we actually all collaborated on as a collaborative effort. Like I had this idea for like a, a like a riff. Uh, to follow the bass pedal whatever like mm-hmm. basic shit but vince came out of nowhere dog he's like Yo, i don't know i've been working on this piano thing and he fucking pulls out this like piano like intro we're like what the fuck that was hard as hell dude so that became the Whoa. intro and then the like the, like writing everything and like okay now where do we go and then the same thing like oh that's kind of too simple yeah. like, what do we do from here and I, the, the song just came together man and um it was so satisfying being part of that but they're definitely we had that same experience mm-hmm. where we would leave practice and be like man where do we go from here what are we going to do with the song yeah you know? it, feels like, it feels like you left it incomplete like you didn't yeah. come to a resolve but then but then again like even though kill yourself is one of our more simpler songs to play completely and then especially like when that we, song kills when we life, sauced dude. it up when we did that whole trippy interlude shit at the end where we yeah. just keep playing and I'm fucking with the delay pedal and I'm letting it feedback and it just sounds all warbly like the whole thing and then like Lucha and Kevin are playing this really soft kind of like it's just very softly and but over this weird distortion kind of like feedbacky guitar and then Joe's doing his why fuck you know all this crazy shit that became really cool it took a life of its own because then like that that extra little interlude trippy shit that leads into the next song felt feels like, you know, like these guys contributed to that song too. You know, Ke- new Kevin and then and Lucha, 
But um, that yeah, that song like as simple as it was when it was created in its in its in its initial inception, um, it was annoying, but it th- people liked it because it was simple. You know, it was easy to grab onto, and and then like that part right where where, where it goes like dun 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 tuck-a, 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 right that I want to kill you part. Mm-hmm. Even that part, it's like a hook. You know what I mean? Where like people know that dun 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 dun, but I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, what it? What is this? Like, chuggy? Like, you know, Godsmacky? Like, dun 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 dun. dun it's you know, just hard, shit. dude. But it's it, just a hard ass part, dude. Yeah, dude. It's but it's and, like Daft Punk, man. It's the same beat. Around the world is the same <laughs> shit. Yeah, the whole song, but it fucking slaps. You, bro. you took you took the point that I was gonna make right from under me. Is that? how again like it's so simple but it's so functional like it works so well a song like not my song but like a song you know like around the world by daft punk but then you know it's the one that people gravitate to the most that's why i I always liked macronia man like you guys were simple but the show that was put on was crazy for sure but also like the songs were they like you said they functioned they were groovy enough they were they were they carried well enough they were Mm -hmm. like catchy enough i mean joe's presence on stage just everything it it all meshes together it's a lot of different things like that's why i've always been interested to hear you guys in the studio because the live experience is something that is uh totally different from the studio experience and how you capture a performance like that and be able to translate that digitally or on a CD or whatever is I was always interested in figuring out how that how that man if sounded. I, if if money wasn't an issue I would love cuz we did record like a three song sort of demo e thing couple years ago have you guys ever just real quick um have you guys ever thought about recording a live EP that's what I was going to get to is that those three songs that we recorded we recorded live in a studio like we all played at the same time i mean like with a crowd like how they do live oh albums man that, would, that would be sweet dude if that could be done because the crowd awesome. would add so much atmosphere to your guys's sound mm-hmm. especially i think it would be dope and if you get the right recording setup like you wouldn't have to go into a studio or anything and no. like people wouldn't get a chance to be a part of something <laughs> cool we pull out we put out a live album before the actual album yeah, dude. <laughs> Some ass backward shit. I'd do it. I'm down for that. That's I don't cool. know. Like, <clears throat> well, like I was saying is that if, if money wasn't an issue, I would love to record it just straight up live. Like everybody in a room to capture that. You know what I mean? The chaos. Um, as as someone who is lucky to have someone like Alex and, and Brian in the band, they um, know a lot about recording and shit like that, and they can record adequately. Have you ever, th- I mean, I know Lucha's heavy into that. And mm-hmm. Is there any particular reason you guys haven't gone down that route? Because the Wait. entire time I've known you guys, that's been the main thing is uh, live shows is no problem. Stage presence, everything is no problem. It's always just been trying to get you guys yeah. in the studio. Yeah, dude. I mean, aside from like the, the, the member lineup changes, um, we had, I think it was in September of last year, we had scratch tracks made so that um, Kevin can write drums to the to the music right this is like i think this was pretty early on we didn't even we hadn't even i don't think we've even played a live show yet with the four of us as it stands now 
Um, but we recorded at with Lucha's Hardware at Kevin's house. That all got done. But then I can't remember exactly what happened, but I guess like we got sidetracked and distracted because then we played a show, I think, in January, and then we Kryptonite was coming up. And we just, I guess, honestly, I think we just got sidetracked, dude. Like, we just lost, like, our way. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think we lost our focus. And then the pandemic happened. And then, you know, trying to work from home. Like, hey, send me this, send me that. Oh, I'm busy or not work. I can't, you know, kind of shit. Because, you know, I'd like to work on something, you know, and write to Kevin's drum so that I can send a D, you know, like a, a clean guitar track to whoever wants, wants to put this together. To put it together but you know like i said like everybody had their own shit going on this whole year that if someone said i can't because xyz then all right bro understand you yeah, know yeah it was hard to put pressure on people yeah dude for, and, I, for and something that you're not paying up for yeah so when i i've gotten together with kevin uh a couple times to like finalize, finalize like his drum parts but then as thing but then he fucked up his uh his wrist you know, and then when I when I was at his house, like, um, you know, watching him perform, he's he was struggling because his hand was giving him his wrist was fucking him up. And he's, you know, he's a drummer, dude, like wrists are kind of important. How did he do this latest video shoot that he just put out not too long ago? Then The video shoot, which pa one? Paradise. With Paradi Paradise. Paradise. Okay. My bad. I don't know. I haven't seen the video. Does he play drums in it? Yeah. And yeah. he sings and like dances. That's probably why his wrist keeps fucking up on him, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably okay. why it doesn't heal. But I, I think, I, I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, everybody, like, like I said, we lost focus. And I think that we need to like, us as a man, we need to like realign ourselves and try to prioritize what we want to do. We kind of sort of have, um, like we, when we talk in our chat, we have like ideas and we're always coming back and forth with each other. But I think that we need to like focus. And if I had to speak honestly, I feel like we've lost our focus throughout this whole year. You know, we want to play shows. We want to do shit. But when it comes to like actually, I would say, I would say that our performances and our, and, and playing shows is effortless for us, but actually sitting down and recording and putting something out that's consumable, that's that that work i think that maybe some of us aren't as driven as others I've, I've had to be honest and it's and it's not and it's not that we don't love what we do and we don't love this this the the the, the that we don't it's not that we don't want to but i think that we get easily distracted you know have you ever thought of maybe um putting like uh an embargo on shows until you guys put something out. <laughs> no, dude, don't We're not that. allowed to play shows until we put something out. Light a fire under your ass, oh, dude. How oh, else like are you going to get it done? No, no, no. That 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 is in place. That exists because, like you, you said, know? it's like, oh, we we want to get down in the studio. But then mm -hmm. Kryptonite's coming up, and then this is coming up, and then we played a show over yeah. here, and that happens to us too. It's like we think, uh, oh, let's let's hunker down and do a music video or something like that, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, we have four shows this month that we got to rehearse for. Yeah. And that shit gets in the way. So it's like, yeah, if, we, you, if you don't have that worry of, oh, we got to perform on this day, mm -hmm. it's like, let's just get in the studio. When we are done recording, we'll go play a fucking show, and that'll be our reward for recording. But yeah. if you're always getting sidetracked with shows and rehearsing for shows, right. you're never going to get in the studio, man. Yeah, and, and the thing just, is that now when, when there's no shows, there's really technically nothing to distract you yeah, from anything. I mean, uh, other than know? the financial stability aspect, like you said. Right. 
Uh, yeah, it's really no yeah, excuse, dude, and, like, and I know, feel shitty about it sometimes too, because I know I don't practice as much as I should. And or, our pra- and that was another thing; our, our practice spot closed down too. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're like, "Fuck!" Like, I guess that was kind of like that kind of sucked because that was a spot that we can all meet at, and you know, we practice, we rehearsed. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, dude. It's just I guess everybody just got distracted in some way, shape, or form. Everybody in some way, shape, or form lost focus, and that's me included too. Like, yeah. when it came, excuse me, when it came to this whole year, like, my priority was, like, immediately, like, my family. It was, you know, trying to hold down the fort and, and my little tribe, you know, my little, my, my, my immediate family. It was just trying to keep that afloat, you know what I mean, where I didn't have the focus or the energy to really, like, pay attention to anything or anyone else, you know. I can, I, and, and that's just me speaking for myself because I feel like, you know, if I really wanted, if, it, if I felt like it was a priority, and if I really wanted it done, maybe I could have pushed myself to be more, um, like, proactive. A, yeah, proactive or maybe like take initiative <clears throat> Yeah, more, you yeah. know, to like tell the guys like, look, guys, like I really want to get this shit done, you know? Yes. But I, I, I know that in myself, I, I want it, but I've call it laziness, call it reluctancy or whatever. I just, you know, where my head is at when it came this whole year, you know, like, Ke- like Kevin has his side project with his brother. He has um, uh, Paradise. He has, um, well, They Evil Might Lusk. Be Zombies. Uh, I don't think he's not an Evil Lusk anymore. Oh, sorry. That's a different That's a different. Story. They Might Be Zombies was a great episode, though. That Shout was a good episode. I did, I did see that one. And um, it seemed like super nice guys, too. Yeah, yeah. You but are. like Kevin, yeah. <clears throat> Kevin has, is one of those dudes that just needs to constantly be m- musically involved in something. Um, and, but that's, again, that's, that's where his focus goes. You know, that's his focus. He, in his head, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm here with my brother and let's just, let's start a project, you know? And so him and his brother just started a project. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like I said, every, everybody's focus went in a different direction. You know, Kevin went to music. Um, I'm sure Joe, I'm sure Joe with his family, you know, yeah. that that was his goal with me, with my family and then Lucha with his, you know, everybody. And then Lucha has, you know, it was one and he has um, a stereo jewel. Queen Dementia, I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I haven't, haven't heard anything. Do a show in and a while. then um, Stereo Jewel, I think, is the other one that they, sure. that that he has. He has so many products. He does, but um, I don't know how busy he is with them. He's a you know, but again, like this year was really easy to lose focus. Yeah, and it's easy to blame the pandemic. But when you've got people pr- putting music out and putting music videos out, it kind of makes you be like, "Fuck!" Like we really don't have an excuse for why we have nothing to give out or hand out or be like, listen to our music here. You know, that, that this should be the opportune time where you don't have shows to distract you. Like you said, yeah, you know, and I guess like thinking of like hearing myself say this out loud, I feel like I'm cowering in a shell, you know, cause I'm like, fuck, like we really should have put something out by no, now. But you got to face that shit. And this is what yeah. I've been trying to talk to, uh, you know, Alex and Brian about, but they're working on something. We definitely got something in the works right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the early stages uh, as far as like the music video for it, um, but we do have a single that's ready to go. We want to yeah. drop it with some visuals, so that's what's uh, in the pot boiling right now. Right. Um, but I hope that that's out by by uh, before the year is up because I want that was the plan. So yeah, dude. I mean, and and it, and to go back to something that you touched on earlier, like when it comes to putting new songs out, man, like all the stuff, the major some of the stuff that I've got now that that's new, man, it's. It's macronium, but it, it I 
forced myself to pull, I pulled myself out of my comfort zone of writing to kind of like switch things up as far as like how I structure things. So stuff, you know, I started listening to more like, um, I wouldn't say proggy, but like more quote unquote gent-y-ish type shit. Um, but <clears throat> more along the lines of just solely instrumental guys. Like not necessarily yeah. like gent bands, but the guys that write the music, you're d- horrible. People like John Brown, um, listening to like, like uh, what's the guy's name? Aaron Marshall from Intervals. Like looking at their videos on how they write and how they put shit together and how they, how they, um, another guy, Ollie Steele from Monuments. Like look, I got into these bands solely because of the music. And then when you see like, how they write and what their process is it's it's inspiring to me because i like i like i love how they play i love their tone i love their sound and then like they're they just have like the the knowledge that they they're giving out for free on the internet i'm consuming it like if it's fucking water and i'm trying to adapt not copy them but i'm trying to like okay well what about it like if i try to instead of just always writing in four four why not write in um What's that? Um, it's a weird measure. Is it seven, uh, six, 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 seven, six, or some shit like that? I don't know. Whatever. I'm terrible. It could be any time. Yeah, signature, but really. but like uh, we're, we're like a yeah, like a a, a time eight signature four, that resolves, maybe? huh? Maybe eight four. Maybe, um, but like like a band like Sixths, right? Like they write everything in this um, kind of like old con- continuously like revolving or re- resolving measures, where you know. I guess it's like in four four, but like you're counting in sevens or some weird shit like that. But and I, and I'm and in my head I'm like, oh, like how can I get this really basic four four riff and try to make it sound like it's in this time signature, or get a three fourths riff and put it in four four, or vice versa. Like I've been purposely doing that to myself, and I'm excited for what the potential future for you know Macronium is if we just get this fucking AP out. So that we can just call that a day. Oh, sorry. So we can call that a day and then move on from that. Like that's that's to me that's that's my my want, dude, is to, you know, get it, get this EP out so that we can just really as a unit, as the four of us, as we stand right now, move into like the next evolutional stage, evolutionary stage that Macronium is like on the precipice of uh of becoming i guess yeah Um, but it's i'm eager bro i'm eager it's just oh it's frustrating admitting it out loud that i feel like i myself lost focus on on shit like that during this during this pandemic but well the first step is uh admitting it and uh i think that's a great note to end on man it's very reflection uh airy reflection (laughs) reflectionary i don't know it's very we're reflecting on shit yeah uh, it's a good note to end on so make sure that you i feel like i say this at the end of every macronium <laughs> episode make sure you tune in and uh stay locked on macronium socials and look out for that ep that's coming sometime in the future um yeah. make sure you follow danny on instagram even though he might not let you um <laughs> it's a strong maybe follow the band at attempt, macronium yeah you can we're attempt on to instagram follow we're on we're on facebook um you SoundCloud. know I, you guys are on, we SoundCloud. Are on soundcloud i don't know what's happening on soundcloud i don't know what's up there. there okay well listen to masochist bro it's up there uh happiness the video for that happiness the video for that there's a couple live videos that were pretty good that are on our youtube i think 
And then every interview that they've ever done with me, starting from episode four, yeah. is also available in full on Spotify, Spotify Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast. um, and for the time being, SoundCloud, even though we're going to be leaving there soon. But uh, Did you get a Spotify deal, too? No. Oh, <laughs> I wish, shit. dude. But some no, it's shit. just too expensive, man. I don't get the views that I used to now that I'm spread out more, and it just doesn't make sense for me to keep them on there at the moment. Um other than that, guys, it's been an awesome episode. Danny, thank you so much for coming out, talking Anytime, to me, dude. being honest, being open about the band. I know it's oh, yeah. tough. It's been a tough year, but we're going to keep uh, writing it out and finish this year strong, man. Yeah. I know that there's people that like give a shit about the band still because every once in a while, like on, on Facebook, I run the Facebook for the band, and I know that it gets views and a couple likes come up. You know what I mean? And it's like, bro, like I know that people still care, which is cool. You know what I mean? So... Thank you all for, you know, your support and your love and all, your, all the cute stuff that, you know, you guys have to say about us. And all the nasty stuff, too, man. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, you know I think saying? there is. <laughs> but uh, we can agree to disagree. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, this has been The Throne. Tune in next week. I'm going to be in New York City. I'm going to be in Orlando. I'm going to be doing some interviews out there. Hopefully I have some dope content uh for when i come back but i might be on a little two-week hiatus after this episode drops just depends uh, on my internet access and all that shit i'm not gonna have my pc uh other than that guys make sure you follow me on instagram at the throne podcast with underscores on facebook at the same one at the throne podcast and uh also follow us on twitter at the throne pod you know all that shit make sure you subscribe leave a review on apple all of it. I need it all done. Um, <laughs> other than that, guys, it's a wrap, bro. Peace. Bye.